It's a vibe. Welcome to another episode of the High Vibes Podcast. Um, I promise, man, we're going to still raise vibrations today. But we are going to talk something a little bit more serious. Um, as far as mental health goes, it is mental, well, mental Health Awareness Month. And I just thought it would be the perfect opportunity for me to touch on it and speak on it with my history and also with what just happened in the last few days so let's start with this man there's about 800,000 suicides each year in America and 80% of those suicides are men we're not gonna get in the whole equality on all of that good stuff because if we really wanted to speak on equality then we would also speak on how men are really when it comes to mental health and emotions and vulnerability it is not equal it is looked at differently a woman cannot show the same vulnerability as a man usually can unless that man is around emotionally aware emotionally intelligent people but the fact of the matter is if you're a man and you're going through some stuff you're supposed to shove that shit down you got work to do you got kids to feed you got a wife to support you got a family to support be a man right well I am one of those people who is trying to slowly change the stigma on what it means on being a man. Because for me, being a man is showing up for yourself, holding yourself accountable, and keeping yourself on top. And through that, everything else will follow. Through taking care of yourself, no matter how you want to take care of yourself, whether it's expressing your emotions, whether it's screaming, crying. It's allowing to continuously feel those emotions and move those emotions. Being a man for me does not entail you having a big old front and telling everyone you're okay when you're not okay. Because being not not being not okay is okay, man. It's okay not to be okay. But it's the fact that we're supposed to just shove it down, go on about our lives, don't speak on it, talk on it. That's the average stigma. I believe it's gone a long way, especially if you look at veterans that are committing suicide or just everything else in the matter, really. But as far as men really goes, man, showing emotions, our vulnerability... I find the courage in vulnerability. You can't have either or. So think about that. You can't be courageous and not be vulnerable. And you can't be vulnerable and not be courageous. It goes hand in hand. The fact that you're allowing yourself to feel. Because the thing is. Don't get kindness confused with weakness. A man that's being kind 
or emotional does not mean they're being weak because if it really comes down to it, I know that man can get real animalistic and show what a man is supposed to show when it comes to providing and protecting. But as far as really just a mental health, man, that's really what it comes down to. I'll put it this way, man. If we always keep our shit in, you end up being full of shit. And <laughs> no one wants to be full of shit. There's a way to speak about it. There's a way to talk about it. But somewhere along the lines, growing up with a lot of guys, we grew up thinking and feeling showing emotions is weakness. I grew up in a household that crying was absolutely not allowed. I grew up in a household that if I cried, I got hit. If I still cried, I got hit harder. So you get to a point where you're just trying to suck it in and not talk while your dad is telling you not to cry, screaming at you not to cry. What are you supposed to do? Not cry? So you shove it in, shove it in, and you do your best not to make a sound because it's only making them upset. Now, is that his fault? Absolutely not. That started from his grandfather. Is that my grandpa? I mean, from his dad. Is that my grandpa's fault? Absolutely not. That started from his dad. You see, it's generational. It becomes generational because it's perceived the same way every single time until that one person or somebody educates you and lets you know that it's okay. One of the first times I really cried my eyes out was seeing my dad cry because he was the beacon of not crying. He was a symbol of not crying. But at that point, it was a funeral. My grandfather passed. So he cried and I cried. But growing up, learning more about emotional intelligence, learning more about leaning into the emotions, learning how to move the emotions so it doesn't get stuck in any of our energy centers, to really acknowledge how we're feeling and being aware of it and thanking that protector part of ourselves for showing up to handle those emotions. It is all so important. I basically have two moms. I have a real mom and I have an adopted mom and the adopted mom is my aunt. She actually is the first one in my family that I told about my new ventures about that I was leaving the corporate world I'm done working the nine-to-five I feel like my purpose is bigger than an office bigger than inside a gym I was a general manager for over five years she knew that I was bigger than that she knew what I was capable of she knew that I wanted to influence people and add value to people. She knew I wanted to speak to people. She knew that I had, had a lot to teach and give. She knew that I was a great mentor for kids and that's why I was running you know, weekly meetings, free weekly meeting, meetings with teenagers that are learning about emotional intelligence, learning about entrepreneurship, learning about mindset, learning about health, learning about wealth. She knew that my purpose was bigger than working for someone else. And she absolutely gave me every confidence that I needed. She assured me that she was my ultimate safety net, that if my back was ever against the wall, 
that I'm down and out, that I feel like I have to go back to a job, that I better tell her first because she will take care of it and she will help me continue to follow my dreams. She transitioned March 13th at about 12.56 a.m. And she went home back to my uncle and her kids. She lost a kid when Sherry was six. And then I had a cousin named John at 18. She lost two kids and a husband. And she's been ready for a while. She still has a daughter here, my cousin slash sister. And she knows that she's going to be taken care of and always be guided and protected and supported. But at the same time, when you deal with a loss like that, with such a significant loss, you know, the person that just believed in me the most, you know, other than my wife, of course, it, it's tough. It's hard. We all know about life and death. People talk about death. Right? We all know nothing is permanent. But we don't often speak about getting used to the after. We don't talk about getting used to the life after the person passed. We don't speak about how to go back to normalcy after the fact. Slowly realizing what life is now without that person. You can never be prepared for it. I mean, lucky for us, she prepared. She's been trying to prepare us for six years. She's had gastric cancer for six years. But the end of the day, it's the gratitude that you get to feel afterwards. You try to find the silver lining, and you start to find them. You see that she left exactly how she wanted to. She lived her life the way she wanted to. No one else could tell her anything. You get to see that what you have now is that much more valuable. The time that you have with family, the time you have with friends, the time you have in general. Everything has that much more value in it. Because of gratitude. I am grateful that I have time with the people that is left here. I am grateful that situations like this allows you to take a step back, give a fresh perspective to everything, hug everyone a little tighter, tell I love you a little bit more often, and truly embracing the life we have left. Because the real story is all of our time is literally like an hourglass. The minute we were born, that hourglass has been flipped. That sand has just been falling at the bottom. We don't have forever. Success is getting what you want. And fulfillment is living what you're made for. And purpose, we all have it. So what is the purpose of life? You've all heard me say it before. It's to find life's purpose. Life is too short not to do what you want to do. Life is too short to not go after that thing that you think that you can't do. Look, in this life, we're not going to get out of it alive, right? 
we are all going to die. So just like Gary Vaynerchuk's three most motivational words, which is, you will die. This game is all in. This life, we are all in. We are not going to get out of it alive. So we might as well go after the thing that we want most. We might as well play the ultimate game that we want to play because this life is all in. We are already all in. So why are we half-assing anything else? Keep your vibrations high. It's all part of life. Grief, right? But life goes on, we move on, and we honor the memories of the ones that left us behind. Love y'all. Stay blessed.